Hello and welcome back to The Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about traveling Tuesday. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me, my favorite turkeys, Chase Kinnicky and Johnny Amazich. Gobble, gobble. Nice. What is, what is Traveling Tuesday? What is this? Traveling Tuesday is the day that you are supposed to buy good deals on traveling excursions and you give them as like gifts. Half off a Disney cruise or something? Yeah, you can go to, uh, you can go on a nice Canadian uh, cruise. Canadian cruise. Okay. Nice Canadian okay. cruise for peanuts on the dollar, which. Because I've heard of like traveling wednesday which is like hey it's the wednesday before thanksgiving that's the day that everybody's going to get on the roads and go go see their families so like that's the travel day but so that but the idea that now that i'm back at work and now that i've spent all my money on electronics or whatever for cyber monday okay sure yeah it could be thankful to uh, so this is so weird. Like it seems like consumerism hey, holidays never end. I saw I saw a billboard that was like, "Hey, at this dealership, it's Black Friday all November," and I was mm, like, "Okay, yes. that's that's great." Yeah. Um, but yeah, Black Friday that made sense, right? That's been a thing for a long time. Cyber Monday obviously is a newer one, but that also made sense. You're back to work. If you missed out on anything over the weekend with traveling, like you got a, a second chance to buy. Some of our extra surplus online. Pants. Get a nice deal on yeah, some get, pants. Get a good deal on pants. Maybe some new diapers. And then, you know, now it's like, okay, you got this on Tuesday. You got this on Wednesday. Pleated or flat front, Johnny? Do you do you pleated dockers? Oh, I yeah. Nothing but pleats. Pleats down to my your feet. Pants. That's what I say. Pleats down to your feet? <laughs> <laughs> that works. Uh, I mean, yeah, that checks out pretty well. Yeah, you know, uh, this is all just part of the capitalistic dystopian nightmare that we found ourselves hurtling towards for the last 30 years or so. So it's all part of the and you guys there probably, a local isn't there like a buy local day too? Shop small Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Fuck all. God, <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry I asked. Let's go. Let's just let's but, talk well, about I mean, obviously we can't stop. We Shop can't stop there cuz none of, I mean as much as you guys hate this stuff, you obviously didn't buy anything on Friday through Monday. Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, there it is. You maybe, hate it, maybe just, but maybe you're the problem. Uh, I well, didn't to go me, to a store to acquire my goods. I did I went my, to a digital storefront. Yes, owned okay. by Nintendo. Okay. Did I buy some things that I probably didn't need? Maybe, but that's my business. This is America. Did, did you buy some? Did you buy some things you'll never play? No, I played. I played the stuff that I down uh, that I purchased. So, oh, okay. Well, that's well, let's dig up the dirt. I want to know about this. What did you guys get? Um, well, uh, as you know, Bobby, uh, I was able to get. I don't know. I was able to get a, a really uh, pretty good deal on that new Xbox Elite controller, so I ended up buying one of those. Yeah, you got a the, really the new really new one good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like sixty bucks off, so I I I snagged one. It should be here on Friday. Um. I always feel weird about getting stuff like that this time of year because, you know, you're supposed to be buying gifts for other people. But it was never going to be that cheap, maybe ever again. So that that is not to go down that rabbit hole. I'll just say this and move on from it. It's the best controller I've ever used. 
that is the nicest controller I've ever ever used, and you got a hell of a deal on that. Did that come directly from Microsoft? No, it was through uh, Rakuten or Rakuten, okay. however you say it. There's some seller through them. Sure. No, there's a whole commercial about pronouncing it right, Johnny. You make money from it. Oh, that's right. I did. I got a dollar thirty-eight back on that purchase <laughs> because you said it right. <laughs> is it Rakuten? Yeah, Rakuten. So yeah. Great. Anyway. Um, those Microsoft has said those controllers are going to work on the next Xbox mm-hmm. too, right? For sure. Okay. That, that's why that's I bought cool. it. I mean, sure. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, um, so you got a controller? Did you get any other games? I bought Frostpunk, which is oh, a game cool. I've wanted to play for a long while now. And it you get that? On, on you get it on Xbox? I did. Yeah. Uh, it came out on consoles back in September, I believe. And then I got. I hear uh, that game's very depressing. You know, it's it, what game isn't. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, it is a a vision of the future that we may find ourselves in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a strategy game. Happy Happy uh, Thanksgiving. You're you're trying to keep people alive. Uh, and then I also picked up Gang Beasts, which is a game. God, that game is that game is dumb fun. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I got that one to play with play with my son mainly, and we we played it for a little while, and we both had a good time with it. Nice. Like that's a game I really feel like you need to have four people to to like yeah. really like the more chaos the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in that instance, for sure. And it has matchmaking, so you can play with you and someone else in your. Because I think it's either bots or like actual matchmade people, right? We played just one v one, and then I was looking around the menus a little bit, and it looks like you can matchmake with three other people. Not sure about cool. the bots. And they've they've updated that game over time. I think there's even like a a single player mode, or it might even have a co op in there as well, where you can it's it's kind of like a a beat 'em up a little bit, where mm-hmm. you're just running through an area. Like that's uh, that game's that game's cool. I, it's not it's not very. I mean, it's purposefully um, obtuse in the way that it functions and like oh, yeah. controls. Yeah. It just feels it's, weird. It's like WrestleMania meets Human Fall Flat, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I it might have come before Human Fall Flat. I'm not sure, but it's it's very similar feeling. Yeah. And that's Human that Fall way. Flat is another game that uh, Jude, my son, and I have, have played together, and both that's enjoyed, on Game so. Pass, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was cool. a game with gold at some point. Nice. Um, what else did you get, Johnny? Anything else? One. I think the game stuff that I I purchased uh, for myself yeah. anyway. Chase, what about you? Did you partake in any of this capitalistic splurging? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a decent amount. Okay. Um, I, I, I spent all my time on the, on the Switch eShop. There, there were some pretty good deals on, on PS4 that I saw. Yeah. But uh, nothing, I, nothing I felt like I really needed. But there were a lot mm-hmm. of Switch games that have been on my wish list for a while. And, and now seeing the big red... Uh, 30% off, 50% off, sure. 80% off in some cases. I'm mean, like, oh, okay, fuck. I need to, maybe I need to actually look at some of these things. So uh, a game that that we've all talked about knowing that I would like uh, and I just, yeah, I would like it. I just need to pull the trigger on it. Mutant Year Zero. Uh, so I picked fuck that yeah. up. That was, 30, that was 30% off, I think. So that wasn't too expensive. Didn't know that was no. on the Switch or I forgot it was. Yeah. The full it's, version, and it's like the yeah, it's the whatever definitive edition that has some extra characters or extra stuff in it. Um, 
I I finally cracked. I think it was fifty percent off. Uh, I bought Xenoblade Chronicles Two, is the the big yeah. Nintendo RPG for the Switch mm-hmm. before before Fire Emblem before Pokemon. This was the that was like the original the JRPG one. that came out for it. Yeah, Isn't and it and it's like an MMO in a lot of ways with yeah, combat. Yeah, kinda. And I I've held off on buying it for a long time because I. I played the the 3DS version of the original Xenoblade Chronicles that I think that game came out for GameCube originally, I think, right? No, Wii. 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 It was definitely Wii. Um, and, and I never played it there, but I did play the 3DS version and just hated it. Absolutely fucking hated it. And <laughs> Xenoblade on the 3DS? Decision. Yeah, the, the yeah. original one with Shulk um, and then playing Shulk and Smash Brothers or whatever. Uh, but... I want I want to like that series. I want to like it's a big dumb JRPG, and that's that's like it's, right up my alley. Yeah. I've I've watched a fair bit of uh, gameplay of it, and it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I some of the I don't know acting. if I'm gonna like it. Yeah, it's 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 extremely JRPG, um, but I I think I might. I got to give it a shot. I, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I got to give it a shot. And for 50% off, I thought, you know, it's a Nintendo game. They're, it's never going to be this cheap ever sure. again, I imagine. So, uh, Until so let's next pick year. It up now. Eh, sure, probably. Um, I also bought a small indie game that's been on my list for a long time called Halcyon 6. It's like I a, think I've heard uh, of that, actually. It, it's kind of pixely. It's, uh, I think it's a turn-based uh, RPG-style thing in space. Uh, you're kind of it, it kind of reminds me of XCOM a little bit where it seems like it has two modes where one you're you're kind of building a, a, a space station or civilization or something like that. And then the other part is doing kind of like a, a Final Fantasy fight against uh, against enemies with your ships or whatever. It kind of uh, has like an Invader Zim look to him. One of these characters uh, I'm looking on the screenshot. OK. Sure. Uh, I yeah, I'd like to I'd like to get into it and, and see more of what it's about. I've I think looks it was just cool. something that I looked at the eShop and went, yeah, that, that game looks cool. And and I'll just put it on the wish list. And now it was was cheaper. And I thought, OK, yeah, I'll pull the trigger. Um, a game that I really loved from last year, played it on the <laughs> played it on the Xbox, then bought it on the PS4. Uh, and now I have it on the Switch is Super Mega Baseball 2. Yeah, I saw it was on sale. Yeah. I thought about you, actually. Totally. The I best mean, that's, baseball game I love of this generation. It's it's the best baseball game I think I've ever played. And uh, it's I, I've kind of wanted a good baseball game in the Switch, and it just there haven't been any options. We had the RBI baseball games that I just did not find to be fun. There are some arcade baseball games that have been ported that are kind of whatever. Um, so it's it's nice that uh, a baseball game that I truly know that I love is is on the switch and it was just cheap enough where i went yeah yeah i need to i need to buy this for i guess technically a third time the xbox version was a games with gold so i didn't really buy it then but uh but yeah i I bought it for the second time i guess uh and then lastly (laughs) kind of feel bad even saying this one oh no um you want to take a guess johnny is it okay is it a recent game? Yes, it came out this year. Um, a- a- ask the other important question. Is it anime? 
Yes. It <laughs> yes, it Machina. is. It is not Damon X Machina. I, that Astral game wasn't Chain. on sale, sadly. Uh, Astral Chain also not on sale. Uh, no, it's it's worse. It's so much worse. Uh, I bought, um, let's see here, Yu Gi O! Exclamation point. Legacy of the Duelist colon uh, Link Evolution, which is a hell of a name. Um, I, I've never played Yu Gi Oh! I, I like card games. I like the Pokemon I card game. I show. played Magic. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I there I'm, was I'm gonna, there was I'm maybe go. <laughs> I'm gonna Yu Gi Oh. Nice. Uh, there was maybe like a two week period where I liked the show. I barely know anything about the card game. Uh, you, uh, but did you get that Dark Magician? Kind of, I I have not opened it yet. Don't encourage <laughs> this, Johnny. Hey, this uh, is terrible. Yeah, someday, someday I will have the blue eyes, white dragon, and then, and then I will be cool, probably. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was on sale, and I've kind of wanted to just see what was up with Yu-Gi-Oh uh, for a while, so sure. this seemed like a way to do that, I yeah. guess. Until they port, until they port Pokemon trading card game to the the Switch, which I'm not really holding yeah. my breath for. Uh, this this was an option. Nice. Yeah. Uh, as far as anything else trading besides, card games are concerned, that? you could have done worse. I imagine. <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose so. Uh, I yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't spring for that Dragon Ball card game that just seems like trash. Like drag, it's Dragon Ball World Heroes or Dragon Ball Super World. I don't, I don't know. It's also on the Switch, but I'm looking at that game. That game's bad. So Yu-Gi-Oh has to be better than that, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, it's all right, uphill. that's validation. I support your decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for enabling me. Um, yeah. So th- those five games, thankfully, only two anime games, but uh, yeah, not too bad. How about nice. you, Bobby? You did a little damage, well, didn't you? I did some damage, uh, not as much for just me, but Sarah and I had a list of things that we wanted to get, um, this, that we've been putting off and we, we got some new luggage, which we're really excited about. Um, that's not got, a video game. And we got some, uh, <laughs> like pots and pans and knife sets and like all that really fun adult stuff. But get this I, practical shit out of here. I Tell me did about game. treat myself to two things. One thing I had, uh, been wanting for some time and I've never played these games and when I came to the Switch I thought they were a little steep in price for what they were but I got the Hotline Miami collection and I'm really excited to finally get to play that. Uh, nice. That, that That's on one sale. good game. You got one good game out of that deal. Congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I don't even know if you can buy just one of those games on the Switch. I think it has I don't to be th- the collection. Yeah. I, I think it's the collection. Uh, like honestly... For that price, Hotline Miami by itself is is just a fantastic game. The second one is is fine. It just it, it feels like it doesn't take some of the the design logic from the first and just kind of goes off and does its own thing. And it's it's weird. And also, it's really hard because it feels like you need to be an expert at the first game before you even start the second game. So. Yeah. Maybe if you play them back to back, you'll feel better. But having a big gap, like I imagine Johnny and I did between playing those games, it's not something you just pick right back up. Yeah, no, I have not tried it at all. I've, I've been, and we'll get into this later on. But I've just been like aggressively trying to work through some other stuff. But I am excited to play that maybe a little bit uh, closer to the holiday when there's a, some more sure. downtime. 
Uh, and the other game I picked up, I honestly have never heard of. Uh, it looked like it was somewhat interesting, and it was like a eighty-five to ninety percent off. Um, it was like normally like a thirty-dollar game. I think I got for three bucks, and it's called Beast Quest. Um, this game looks <laughs> bad. Um, uh-huh. And as I uh, mentioned, a game called Beast Quest. <laughs> Bobby will buy anything for three dollars. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I've bought a lot worse for 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 three dollars. But uh, it looks kind of like a I don't know a, a fable action RPG. Um, it I don't think it's got the best reviews, but shit, I'll check it out for three dollars. I mean, it's a full yeah. it's a full featured game. Um, it's on a few other platforms, but uh, I think Metacritic here gives it a uh, for the Switch at least, which is where I picked <laughs> it up. Um. It's got a 30 from Nintendo Life, so I think I did okay there. Right. Uh, 30 out of 100? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oof. 30 out of 100. So uh, I, I made a good decision. Um, but I got I got that game, and that's really about it. Uh, I don't think I picked up anything else. There was a few. No, that's that's it. So a lot more stuff for the house, a lot of stuff for, for Sarah and I. Uh, I just, there really wasn't too much that I want. I was going to try and find a good deal on uh, Call of Duty, but I just couldn't find anything that, if I could have found a $30 I mean, yeah. deal on that, I probably would have picked and it up. That's but. not going to happen. That game's too new. Yeah. It's, it's too new, and also just Activision doesn't discount Call of Duty, Yeah, period. Rarely. Well, yeah, for sure. No, I I, I'm sure if I really was, I think Beast Quest was me at kind of like a low point, so, I mean... <laughs> It, it honestly, it's really hard not to just pull the trigger on some of that shit. I yeah. I I went through the full eShop list of discounts, and once you get down into some of those depths, some of these things when they say eighty percent off, and you look at it, and it's like shit. This is only ninety nine cents. Like, how could I yeah. not buy this? Yeah. And then yeah. I honestly, the the reason I don't buy some of these things is because you just can't get rid of them off your off your menu once you once you have it. Like mm-hmm. I, I really wish I could just hide games from my library or hide hide all the games that I don't have downloaded to the Switch right now. And there doesn't seem to be that option. Everything, it's just, oh, do you want to re-download, re-download this game or you have this game and you can play it? And for some of these, it's like, yeah, that game sucked and I'm never going to re-download it and I, I never want to see its face ever again, but you won't give me that option. Yeah. I... I- <laughs> I hope that it's, at some point it's in time, kept me from buying games, they which is redo good. Do that like the 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 game picker for Nintendo Switch is is not good. Um, I don't like that menu. I, I don't have oh, a better you mean, solution. You mean like the the regular main menu that just has yeah. it pulls up the the most recent games that you've played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a whole other conversation. But it's dumb that you can't like delete stuff off of that screen. That's pretty stupid. Uh, yeah. If you're listening out there and you and you know a way to do that, let us know. Uh, uh, yeah, all right, well, his uncle works at Nintendo. He might be able to get that. Perfect. Oh, that, that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure he's we'll listening. Send that right up to now. Mr. Bowser himself. Uh, so this is going to be a, a little bit of a traditional episode for us. We're going to be talking about some of the games we've been playing. We are in crunch, boys. Uh, we got a few weeks before Game of the Year here, and I know. Over the holiday, we probably had some downtime to check out a few new things, but I know, Chase, you were traveling. Johnny, you had a lot of family stuff going on. Sarah and mm-hmm. I were hosting 
our biggest Thanksgiving celebration yet at our house. So I didn't get to play a whole lot, but the times I did, uh, it was more about comfort in between some of these big waves that are crashing. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited to get into that later on in the back end of the episode, but I thought we could start with some news. There's not a whole lot this time of the year, but there's a few things that we can we can discuss. Sure. Uh, I'll let me let me lead you into it. So uh, as everyone knows, it was uh, the the 25th anniversary of the 32X uh, coming out in Japan, uh, Sega's greatest console. Uh, <laughs> played Doom. Who can forget? I, I that's that's not the worst version of Doom I've ever played, but it's maybe the second worst. It's not very good. Uh, I man that. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to do a deep dive uh, in sometime in 2020 on one of these episodes about the 32X because I love that console in a way that no one should. Um, but it was also the, the same day, though, that the uh, 32X came out. The original PlayStation also came out, and that, I think, sold a little bit better and Just is remembered a little, a, a, a little more fondly. So... Um, Happy Happy Easter, PlayStation! You turn twenty five. Um, so there, there was an article that came out on um, the VG charts that yeah. talked about the the top ten best selling games for the original PlayStation, and uh, it has a bunch of numbers, as you'd expect from a site like VG Charts, about you know, how much the PlayStation sold, how much the PS two sold, blah 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 blah. Uh, but I just I, I think it's interesting to just look at this list of the top 10 selling original PlayStation games and just kind of get maybe our quick reactions to it. Uh, first, did, did either of you ever own an original PlayStation? Oh, yeah. No. Yep. No. All right. Then Johnny's the only one here. That's that is one system that has that just completely eluded me. Uh, I, I got to PlayStation late. Uh, PlayStation 2, I got way late. And then same with the PlayStation 3. Uh, which is kind of odd, being that I'm such a fan of the Vita, and then more recently the the PS4. But uh, yeah, I was I was always a Nintendo and Xbox guy, and PlayStation was just never really my bag. I think I played Crash Bandicoot at a friend's place once, and went. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really see the appeal. <laughs> and well, one uh, of my and called it a day. Really good childhood friends. He had a PlayStation. I had the Nintendo. So. Whosoever house you got to stay the night at, it's like, oh, cool, I'll get to play some of those PlayStation games. And I think that we just sure. end up playing like a, an absurd amount of Jumping Flash. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until the PS2, I, I went over to my cousin's place and uh, and he had Dynasty Warriors 3. Oh, man. And we played, we played a lot of that. And I'm uh, sorry. I was kind of sold on. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of ruined me for life because now I like Dynasty Warriors for some reason. Uh, anyway, let's go through this list. Uh, let's go bottom to top. So this was the 10th best-selling game for the PlayStation. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Okay. I hear, I hear good things. I've heard I hear of good that things. series before. Yeah. Um, newest, the newest game in that franchise. Uh, I think it's called Death Stranding. Mm. just came out, and it's uh, yeah. really, really pulls the mantle up. With uh, uh, Strange Snake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, punished Strand Snake, please. I'm oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so that had six million units sold. Uh, the original Driver. I've never played I a Driver game. Love that game. I yeah. Yep. 
I tell, tell me about Driver. Was this just a racing game at this point? Because I know like it, it got changed to a up point later where... after GTA. No, 3. I mean you were uh, like a getaway driver. Basically, you were like an undercover cop, and okay. you were Ryan Gosling. You did not in the first game. You could not leave your car, so it really was Driver. You drove everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and I. It's. I mean, it's been since that game was out that I played it. Um, but I really, really love that game a whole lot, and the second one too. Uh, Driver Three, not so much, because that by that point, uh, Driver Three, Driver Three is the only one I really remember, and it's only because of the marketing materials. And that was one of the, and it was really only because that was one of the first games that I remember where they flipped the the E to make a three mm-hmm. in the name. Yep. That was was, the wow, first that's mistake. that's stupid. Um, <laughs> oh man, but that game that game wasn't great. Uh, you could is driver is driver three the one where you're like a ghost that goes into different no driver bodies. Maybe that's a later driver game. No. That's definitely something in driver in, in three. This was after GTA three came out. Okay, and maybe even Vice City. Um, I'd have to look it maybe up was... for sure. But you, yeah, you could get out of your vehicle. You could take. You could commandeer other vehicles because you were still a cop, I think. Um, and there was a character who is clearly a uh, a uh, like, um, a mockery of the GTA character. But they was the driver of. just like the bag serial version of Grand Theft Auto? I, I mean, it was. It was its own thing, and then GTA came out and blew the world up, and they tried to stay relevant and failed miserably. Um, but those first two games, I I really enjoyed. Okay, the one I'm thinking of is Driver San Francisco, mm. which is the fifth installment in the Driver series, and in that one, according to Wikipedia, You're uh, with the ability. <laughs> With the ability to shift into any car in the game setting in the mo- in most platform editions. What you turn into uh, again? You turn into a car. Uh, the game. The game's main story sees players controlling John Tanner, a police detective who falls into a coma pursuing his nemesis Charles Jericho, following a prison oh, breakout after the events Chris. of of Driver Three or Driverver. Um, you know what's crazy. Uh, <laughs> And finds himself piecing together his plan in a dream world while it is happening in real life. I don't know what the fuck that means, but yes, you could you could like shift into any car in the so game. This and, is and there is something, Watch Dogs Legion before Watch Dogs Legion. But one of the like the coolest things in this game, and I I only know it because uh, some YouTuber did a, a pretty interesting video about it. There's a mission that comes late in that game where you are you have shifted into uh, like one of the bad guys and you are driving uh, like you are driving one of the leaders of the bad guys and they say, okay, we have this job for you. We need to go uh, tail this cop and you go, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. So then you're tailing this car uh, or getting to tail this car and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm tailing John Tanner. I'm tailing myself. That's that is my body's car that is that is driving in there. And it's this weird second person kind of game experience where you are you are now driving a car, but you are seeing the perspective of the person who is it's very it's very interesting um, and very stupid. 
but but very interesting. Anyway, that's that's I, way too much talk about Driver. I, I, I played Driver three. That's the only one that I've played. PlayStation two. That's probably that's probably too much Driver. Okay. Um, continuing on, so Driver was six point two million. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, the first one, six point eight two. Crash Bandicoot three, seven point one three, and Crash Bandicoot two was seven point five eight. I I think I played one Crash game, and the and only thing I did then. was like, yeah, kind of. Like I ran away from a boulder. That was that was it. Like uh, Indiana I, Jones I still style. Like Crash. I, I played I, I a like, lot of those games. He's likable. I like Crash in the context of like the the dude in the mascot uniform just mm-hmm. yelling at Nintendo headquarters or whatever like that mm-hmm. that yeah. that's fun. It's a good act. But then good. you actually yeah. then you actually play the game and you go, eh, I'd rather play Mario. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Tekken three sold eight point three million copies. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII, eight eight point six million copies. Gran Turismo two. 9.37 Final Fantasy 7. I don't think anybody really played that game, but they they seem to buy That's it. That's not even lot, out yet. Yeah, I mean it's it's coming out next year. Looks cool, but I don't know why it's already sold 9.9 million copies. Um and then the original Gran Turismo is is on top here with 10.85 million copies. That's that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, not bad that, for a game that's not as good as Forza. Not bad at all. I mean, well, all right. I think that there there was a uh, a quote from a Naughty Dog uh, president or head that said the games are almost unrecognizable. I'm taking that way out of context, I'm sure, but I think that for PlayStation, when you look back on this list here and where they're at now and and what they've been able to do over the span of 25 years, it's pretty remarkable. And yeah, I mean, all joking aside, it it was a huge jump for games. Nintendo yeah. came out with the 64, and yes, it was in 3D, but just most of those games look really, really bad mm-hmm. and and yep. just have not aged well and they are basically unplayable today. And, and I'm not saying the PlayStation did that much better, but it, it was or fared that much better in the long run. But at the time, you know, you look at something like Cool Borders and and then you look at Snowboard Kids on the on the N64 and, and it's just obvious. Like, look at that. Like this looks so much better. It's ridiculous. Um, so definitely, I understand that PlayStation got a bunch of people into gaming, uh, e- even games that aren't on this list that feel really uh, influential, like uh, Ridge like, Racer, uh, Ridge Racer, like Twisted Metal, Virtual Fighter. Uh, totally, yeah, and Virtual Fighter also on the 32x. So you mm. know, uh, I can't believe Twisted Metal wasn't on, on the top ten. I can't wait for that deep dive, man. <laughs> I'm going to buy tickets day one for it's it. It's going to be great. Like 30 minutes of it's just going to be Knuckles Chaotic, so get ready for that. Um, let's move Chase, on. Uh, what other good, hot news what? you got for us? Yeah, let's talk about uh, from PlayStation. Let's move on to uh, Microsoft, and let's talk about Halo. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Halo yeah, Reach just came out for the Master Chief Collection today. Johnny, as okay. our resident Bungie expert, can you tell us more about the best Halo game coming out to uh, to more platforms today. Yes, I can, Chase. Um, so this came out today. There was a 42 gig update. If you had the Master Chief Collection on your Xbox already, which I did. That's a lot of gigs. Yeah. That's Stadia. That's, that's two um, minutes of Stadia. But I can tell you uh, the game loads a lot quicker. Uh, the menus seem to be organized 
a hell of a lot better than they were before. Uh, they've three four three has really done a bang up job improving upon nice. what was the reason I bought the Xbox One to begin with. Um, it's also so when they Steam. say yeah when they say Halo Reach is out, what is yes. what does that mean exactly? Uh, I mean that's the campaign. That is the campaign. That is the multiplayer, and that is firefight. Okay, and forge. Uh, wait, firefight was. Oh yeah, firefight was in Reach, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Like an expanded version it from, was. It was from a much, ODSTs? Much better version of the already really fun Firefight that came out in ODST. And I don't think I actually played Firefight. Oh, man. I I spent a ton of time playing Firefight and Reach. Um, quick quick yeah. question for the group. Is, yes. Is there a version of Halo that supports more than two people for co-op? Yeah, the Master Chief Collection. We should play through a Halo game together. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, you can do four-player co-op on all of those games. Um, and now That'd be fun. All, all of the Xbox 360 Halo games are on the Xbox One uh, in 4K, 60 frames a second. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really happy about this. Because um, I, I spent a lot of time playing Reach. Um, and the, the little upset that it didn't carry over all the armor that I unlocked for my time playing uh, Reach on the 360. Uh, it's all there, but they're doing a Seasons mode now where you unlock armor for the different Halo games. Um, hmm. So it's all there. It's just I have to unlock it again. Um, but yeah, and I think the most exciting thing is this is out on PC now too. Uh, it's been, I think, well over a decade is there, since. Is there crossplay? Uh, that I do not know. Um, but it was the number one selling game in Steam uh, today. Wow, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. So people have been clamoring for a Halo game on the PC, and now they have six of them. It's a, it's a really good campaign and, uh, yeah. and a really good book. It we, is. We've talked, about, we've talked about that on the show yeah. a few different times. But yeah, uh, Halo Reach, very good. You should, uh, you should play that. I would totally be up to play Halo Reach with you guys yeah. in a co-op setting. Yeah, I remember um, you know, Bungie, they, they do their Vidox, and they said they wanted this to be their swan song to Halo, and I really think it was in almost every way. Yep. Good game. Uh, our third news story concerns the number three, actually, appropriately enough. And that is a Resident Evil 3 remake? What? what? Wow. They must I mean, have... Bobby, you brought you brought this story to us uh, today, so yeah. why don't you uh, explain what's going on here? Uh, so last January, they remade Resident Evil 2. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm, it's been a year. Uh, this January, January 2019... Uh, Resident Evil 2 was remade and not only with a, a graphics overhaul but a mechanical overhaul of how that game is played and it has received uh, a lot of praise and people yeah. who are fans of that series and even people who maybe didn't like that game when it first came out have really warmed up to what it is and it seems like Capcom is going to continue to try and capture lightning in a bottle here and release another version of that and then that was rumored around the same time that Resident Evil 2 came out. But today, I don't know if it was data mining or if it was just like a slip up that happened, but a, a couple major outlets actually had artwork. And there's some pretty high resolution versions of this mm-hmm. showing that Resident Evil 3 is getting the remake treatment as well. 
my money, if I was betting, would say that come January 2020, you might be seeing Resident Evil 3 remastered or remake or however they're going to coin it. Well, there's uh, only available. one remake I'm interested in playing in January 2020, and this is not the one. <laughs> this, could you imagine that hybrid of a game? Uh, look, I you know these games aren't for me. I, I did thoroughly enjoy my time with Resident Evil 4. I thought it was more suspense than horror, and I never felt like I was um, like at the end of a rope, so to speak, when I was playing that mm -hmm. game. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I did play this remake for two, and I can tell you that uh, it's one of the only remakes that I've played that mechanically felt modern while still being true to what it was. They did a, I, I would argue that it's, even though this game is 100% not for me, I can appreciate what they've done and even say that it might be one of the best reimaginings or remakes I've seen in modernizing a, a classic. And uh, I, my, I really tip my hat to Capcom for what they've done there. And I hope that they've been they doing a continue. hell of a job the last few years with, they really have monster yeah. hunter this you know like certainly everything they put out isn't for everyone i guess street fighter 5 aside um if you don't make know Meg, about mega monster man hunter, aside mm. go back okay. to one of our 2018 game of the year episode we recapped that it was our, our game of the year here on the show uh was it it was actually <laughs> mm, did it deserve it yes mm. yeah um, According uh, to the uh, the weighted system, that I don't. Chase I, I don't. I don't remember that. That guy sounds dumb. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so uh, one of the things about Resident Evil Three. I, so like we just talked about uh, earlier, I did not really have a PlayStation One, so I didn't play most of these games. But uh, I remember people like loving Resident Evil 1. I remember people going ape shit over Resident Evil 2. Gave me nightmares. But three, 3 always felt like it was kind of a down time in the series. I don't I don't feel like hey, people like Nemesis all that much. Sure. I I mean, I it wouldn't surprise me if they turned it around. It wouldn't surprise me if there was some like deep-seated love for this game that just uh didn't come out or I didn't hear about it at the time. But I, for some reason, I remember people like not being on the the nemesis train and and finding yeah. him to be kind of dumb. Um, but I, it sounds like the nemesis mechanics, if I'm remembering it right, were kind of similar to like the Mister X mechanics of yes. of the two remake, where you always just felt like something was chasing you. Yep. Um, so I mean, if they've already kind of laid the groundwork with Mister X, then I guess they can do do it again with Nemesis. Um, anyway. Cool, cool for Resident Evil fans. Let's just hope they uh, they don't get around to remaking Resident Evil Six. That mm. game not good. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> uh, we have another Bungie story, or uh, Bungie. I guess the Halo one was Bungie adjacent. Since, uh, they they aren't doing anything to to make this uh, to put Halo Reach out for. Master Chief, but this one actually is Bungie in that there is a Destiny 2 season update, or or rather we will know a lot more about the new Destiny 2 season come tomorrow. Uh, well, at this point, it was yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast. But for us, it's tomorrow, so we don't actually have the season information. Season opulence, right? <laughs> uh, no, we've had the season of opulence. Okay. Yeah, this is, this, the is of this is the season of the dawn. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, so we had Shadowkeep, um, and Shadowkeep. What was that? What was that season called? Season of uh, the Undying. Yes, like 
yeah. Um, a lot of Vex stuff that was going on. And then we also had Shadowkeep. Uh, it was a bit of a shorter season because they actually delayed Shadowkeep by uh, half a month, I think. Yep. So uh, this is going to be the full time. They have they have shown a little bit more. It's going to be go from December 10th to March 3rd. Uh, there were some teaser videos that came out today, and then also a website went up. So there is actually a lot of information that we know about uh, for the Season of the Dawn that that uh, just came out. But then Bungie is going to be doing a live stream uh, on Wednesday of this week or of last week. It depends on when you listen to the episode, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, some of the some of the new things we have seen. Uh, in this trailer, we see Osiris again. He's he's back. He says, "Hey, you defeated the Undying Mind in in the the season of the Undying. Great job!" Um, but uh, you also kind of fucked us a little bit. Uh, now there's there's more shit going on. Bobby and and Johnny, I guess too. Do you remember in Destiny One that strike on Mars where you would have to fight the three Scion flares at the end. They had the cool orange, blue, and, and purple. Yeah, that was one of my favorite well, yeah, strikes. So. And it even gave you some a really cool drop of uh, armor. It's almost like strike-based loot was a was a really great idea. Hmm, it really was. Go back to, go back to that. Uh, anyway, uh, the Scion flares are back. And they are now fucking around on Mercury with the timeline. Like they've, they, even though the Vex are defeated at this point, I'm sure they'll be back. Uh, but even though you kind of put down, put down the Undying Mind, these Scion Flayers are kind of getting into the timeline shit that the Vex are are have on Mercury, and uh, they're trying to go back and redo the Red War. So the actual vanilla. Hmm. Destiny 2 campaign. They're trying to, to bring it back so the Red War doesn't fail like it did uh, because of our actions. Well, so you have to go back good. in there. Exactly. You have to go back in there and go, no, no, no. I yeah. shot Dominus Gall dead. Fuck off. We're, we're done with this shit. Yeah, so you, gotta, you gotta go back and... The Redder War. <laughs> yes, the Crimson War, whatever. The, the Brick the brick Red War. The Brick Red War. Uh, um, let, me, let me write that down for a podcast. I don't see Rick Red War. Uh, anyway, so there's there's new there's new stuff. There, there's a new season pass. They showed off some of the the equipment stuff that you can get there. Looks like a couple of new weapons that that seem maybe better than than the last weapons. Any we old that. favorites coming back? Haven't seen any old favorites, but they did show off a couple of new exotics. Uh, it looks like there's like a new exotic scout rifle or maybe a pulse rifle. It looks cool. pretty cool. It's going to be part of the season pass, like uh, Ariana's vow hand cannon was for this nice. last season. Um, and they to interject okay. really quick, this will be the so if you bought Shadowkeep, the last season was included with that purchase. Right. But I do believe that this season, if you're not a season pass holder, is going to be one of the first ones that you would pay for to be a part of. Yes, I correct. believe you are correct. And I think even Stadia users who got the Destiny 2 collection would also have to pay, or maybe they maybe they got into the season pass just with their thing. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, if you got a Stadia, you don't matter. Just put that out there. Uh, and Bobby got a Stadia, so you know it's true. Bobby doesn't have Stadia. Pickled <sighs> bastard. <laughs> um Anyway, uh, they, they showed off a couple other things. There's going to be a new six-player 
uh, mode, similar to the the Vex offensive that we had from this season. Um, I, Vex offensive is going away, so this is kind of kind of be a new seasonal thing that you can do. Oh, there's fun! A new, I'm glad keeping that. Uh, yeah, and it looks more mechanics based. Uh, there's somebody holding an orb in in the trailer, so it looks like okay. There's there's going to be some things that you have to move from one place to the other. Uh, not just shooting things and then going to another place to shoot more things. So that's that's something that's cool. A uh, whole new set of items for that. Uh, there was an old, uh, a pretty old Bungie Vidoc talking about Shadowkeep that that showed off this one, uh, this one image on somebody's computer that said uh, Sundial 01 sample linear fusion rifle whatever. And now we've actually seen that rifle in in this trailer, so we know that that is is where that acti- where you can get that gun from this new activity. Um, so that's cool. Lots lots of good stuff there. Uh, the biggest news, though, if you are a lore fan, or even if you're not, you've probably seen some of these items in the game. Uh, the legendary Titan, some some would say the the greatest Titan of all time, Saint Fourteen, is back. Hell yeah. Uh, he's that dude's been dead <laughs> for a long time. Uh, but weirdly, when you fuck around with time, you can bring people back to life. Isn't that weird? Um, so Osiris is back and and now Saint 14 seems to be back. He's he's wearing his helmet, uh, his big Spartan looking helmet. Yeah, uh, he's he's got his shotgun. It's a it's an extremely cool shotgun. And I imagine it'll get probably get random rolls. Yeah, we already have the shotgun. So yeah. there was a mission to to be able to get the shotgun, uh, but that was that was a couple seasons ago. That was like way back in in uh, I think that was Curse of Osiris when you could get that. Um, but now I imagine you'll be able to get it with random rolls, so you'll be able to to get better iterations of that shotgun. And uh, so it seems like a lot of lot of pretty cool stuff. And uh, I'm interested in playing some more Destiny again. Destiny's cool. Yeah, I'm Destiny excited to get back into pretty it. Cool. Yeah, and I think and that, um, you know, I've been playing as a warlock for a while and I've been talking about maybe checking out the Titan again just because I really enjoy that Titan character. And, and I think that this might be uh, a good excuse with Saint-14 coming back to maybe dust off that, that character for a bit. Yeah, I, I dabbled with, uh, with uh, Titan myself a little bit over this last season. And I remember, yeah, Titan's, Titan's really cool. I, I don't know if I'm quite over my hunter yet, but... Uh, titans are are pretty neat uh something else we didn't mention on the show they're also uh overhauling a lot of the solar subclasses and and making yeah. some some changes and buffs to to a lot of that stuff uh, i i don't want to get over get through all the changes we've already talked enough about destiny 2 so far but seems like some good good new things to to get people to try some some of these different classes that have been lesser used over the over the years Seems nice. like warlocks actually get uh, one. One of the cool changes that I did see is that warlocks are going to get uh, like one of the Dawnblade ones. I can't remember if it's top tree or bottom tree. Is now going to get a melee that's a projectile. Like you throw this this kind that's of very, very triple welcome. fireball thing. So that that's cool. Uh, any any kind of projectile melee attack is is neat and also kind of a contradiction. But you know. Uh, and then our last see, news let's, story. Let's bring us home. Yeah, our last news story of the day. We talked about this a little bit before when we talked about the uh, the Game Awards nominees on, what was that, one show ago, two shows ago at this yeah, point? something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it's something that we touched on, but it, it's now a little bit more formalized in an article on Kotaku. Uh, Death Stranding's nominations at the Game Awards can't help but raise questions. And I mean, this is this is exactly what we talked about before. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's any impropriety. It, like, I'm sure Jeff Keighley is doing everything above board. He said he didn't vote at all. So I I believe him. I believe that he didn't vote at all. Uh, I also think this voting system might still be kind of flawed because, you know, Death Stranding got nine yeah. nominations at that this seems... thing. I, I think it's it's definitely the most nominated game of of that show. I think Control probably is is in second yeah. place with that. I, I remember even got nominated for Best Esports Game, which I don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you competitive package delivery is very. Um, yeah, I mean. I I honestly, as as the person who probably likes Death Stranding the most, uh, who, person who definitely likes Death Stranding the most out of the three of us, uh, I I think it's pretty valid for most of these categories, except maybe best story. But it's that's, that's it, the it only does... one I really have any take issue with. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it. I think best direction also is is a miss. I think you can make a case. I, I don't think it deserves to win all of these categories, but I think being nominated in these categories is is basically fine, story notwithstanding. But but this article just kind of goes into story notwithstanding. Okay, uh, 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 all right, let's just move on. That's that's it. That's the news. That's all we got. You're welcome. Uh, we'll we'll unpack that a lot more. And Chase, thank you so much for taking us through the news here. It's been kind of quiet, but. That's to be expected this time of year. Uh, we're just a few weeks out from our deliberations. Quiet, and really quiet like Metal Gear Solid Five. Quiet. Mm-hmm. I can I can take a shower. Are you are you ashamed of your words and deeds? I'm ashamed. Uh, we'll be we'll be diving into this here in a few weeks, and I'm sure we'll bring up some of those nominations then. Um, but in in that note, you know, this is a time of year that since doing this podcast has always felt a little bit different for me. It used to be. Um, you, you're kind of settling into what the year brought, and you're, you're maybe going back to some of these older, older jaunts that you were playing throughout the year. But now, at least for me, and I think for the, I can speak for the group here, we're, we're kind of in that crunch period as we talked about earlier, where we're trying to wrap up the year, but also uh, be available to those who who want to see us and spend time with us during this time of year as well. So uh, a lot is going on currently, but it did not slow us down this past week. I see. Uh, three new games from my friend Chase here and a couple updates from us, uh, Johnny and I, on wrapping up the year. But uh, Chase, I, I am, for a lot of reasons, and not to let the cat out of the bag too <laughs> soon here, I just want to say that I am so thrilled that you finally caved in and, and gave Apple Arcade a shot because I think that there's some really cool experiences to be had there, and I'd love to hear your well, take. You you know how I love to support your company, and I'm I sure my, my five dollars a month is going to go. Bobby shares went up by two points. Yeah, you Bobby guys are all welcome. Yeah, that commission you're really just pocketing it in. Um, yeah, so uh, so yes, uh, it is crunch time, and it's kind of double crunch time for me because I also have another podcast that I do that we often talk about on this show called Gamers on the Go, and I do a. Uh, game of the year episode for that every year as well 
So, yeah, had to had to definitely play some handheld games, especially now. That records that actually records really soon. It records before our own game of the year podcast for the casual hour. So this was the time to prioritize handheld games. And, uh, and as you were much a traveling I, too, so it worked out well. Yeah, I, I was I was out of town and without internet, so it was nice to to load up my phone with a, a handful of these games and then have something to uh, have something to play on the on the trip and when i was uh when i was home so yeah as much as i've kind of been not all in on apple arcade i decided this is the time to burn the free trial and and give some of these a shot um but first let me start with a game that is on apple arcade but i played on the switch instead and that's cyanar wild hearts god that game is so <laughs> fucking good Mm, that game is cool. I don't know if I would say that game is good. Well, like maybe we're talking about the same thing. It's a feast for the eyes and ears, but I do not find that game fun to play. I think that is very fair. It is pure eye candy. It is full on spectacle, and it's got style for days. Totally. Mm. I, I mean, it will. It'll absolutely be a favorite for our best style category. I don't know if it'll win. Pretty pretty sure. heated category, like it is every year, but uh, it's it's definitely dripping with style. I really like the music. Just Have you listened uh, to the soundtrack style. outside Just of playing the game? Gushing. Uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple of songs on YouTube. Yeah, just yeah. just because I thought they were they were solid songs. Um, but but as a rhythm game, I think it switches up its its um. Tempo like mode, nah, nah, not exactly. I mean, the tempo of the kinds of things that you do. It it switches up its mechanics uh, often enough in in the middle of a song that I find it just to be really jarring. And often it's easy to just totally lose. Not even so much the beat because it's not a game that that seems to keep a, right. a specific it's not a tempo beat. game. It's it's more that it's just. You're doing this now, and oh god, it's it's almost like WarioWare during a rhythm game mm-hmm. of yeah. oh oh shit, now I need to do this. Oh, now I'm I need a to switch. Exactly. Now I'm a like, robot. Now, I, I now's the time where I need to do timing. Now's the time where I need to to move left and right. Uh, right. It just it it gets to a point where I miss I, I miss a bunch of points from doing that. I never got a single gold in this game. Eh, I take that back. I think I got one gold. Um, but yeah, I'm not very good at it. I ended up with a lot of silvers, a lot of bronze, but it's it's a game that doesn't punish you for not doing no. perfectly, other than it seems like there's one big unlock extra that you get if you gold everything, which is never going to happen for me. But uh, it, it's, it's just a, a short, really cool experience, and whether you're good or bad at the game is not really a big deal. In fact, if you if you fuck up on the same thing a bunch of times in a row, the game's just like, hey, do you just want to skip this I part? And I always went, fuck you, game, no. I, I can do this. Uh, I think it was, it was definitely during... There's a part when you're on the motorcycle and you have to hit these things that will uh, that will turn you 90 degrees. Yep, yep. And if you about. don't turn, you just run right into this electrified fence kind of thing. And the place that it sets you is resets you is just is barely outside of that spot. Yep. 
So there was a time where I just didn't, I wasn't holding left when I needed to be holding left. And it was just boom, 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 boom. It was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I've died. I'm, I'm bad at this part. Just let me take a fucking break. You know, like, one of the it, things Queen that I think helped me out with this is, so this game was shown, the first time I saw this game was, uh, shit, man, I guess it was like a, a, a Nintendo showcase last E3, or maybe, maybe longer. They yeah, a small or clip it, might have, of this. it might have even been like an Indies thing. Yeah. Maybe it was at E3. And then uh, when Apple Arcade was demoed for the first time at WWDC, they actually played this game on stage. And it was described as an interactive album. And I think when I wrap my head around it that way, I mean, it's call it what you will. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. fucking video game. But when I thought of it more of like, hey, this is an interactive album, like that was a really easy way for me to kind of say like, okay, I'm going to listen to this record or I'm going to listen to this album and, and like have something to do while I'm, I'm playing it. Um, I agree with you, Chase. Like it's, it's pretty uninspired when it comes to some of the things you're doing with the mechanics of it. I am just like, I think be- style is a really important thing to me when it comes to games and, and something like this stood Certainly out. Certainly not when it comes to your wardrobe. Hey, Hey, um, yeah. Um, I don't want to, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it uh, here in a few weeks, but I, I do want to just make mention uh, a quick spoiler for the game. I was pretty blown away when that transitioned to the VR headset. And mm. I thought like just the song that was playing at that point in time with that kind of, uh, oh God, I can't think of the game that's slipping me your asteroid S game. Uh, mm-hmm. that was, that was so fucking cool. Um, but that game, I think it does a lot of cool things. I think that it's, uh, positioning for bisexuality. I think that it's, uh, identification that it tries to do from like gender is there's some really bold things they're doing within that space. And that, that game had a statement to make when it came out and I think it delivered on it. I like the whole card game and the tarot cards that they're doing with it. I thought it was really cool. It's just got a lot working in its favor when it comes to style. Maybe not nearly as much when it comes to gameplay, um, but I don't think that's a game that I would go back and play again as much I as I would probably it. just put the album on to listen to. Yeah, I, I don't feel like it's something... It's not like a rock band where I want to go in and I want to get five stars on everything. It's it's right. not... It's not. It doesn't have that kind of replayable nature. I, I I did go back and play a couple of my favorite stages just to just to see those things again. But it's not something that I'm going to continually go back to. I, I'm never going to get those golds, and I've made peace with that. But I think it's just a one-time voice. Do what? Did you recognize the narrator's voice? Yeah, Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that's that's cool. Um, I, I think she did a good job. Um, yeah, I I I don't know how it would play on Apple Arcade though. I don't. I don't know how I would feel about using a touchscreen for a game like that. I, I think it plays it fine on the Switch. Uh, I mean, I, but again, the, the gameplay is not is not what I come to that for. And I think right. if I was using a touchscreen, I'd probably like it even less. But I eh. played it on my Apple TV with uh, a DualShock 4. That's where I played that mm-hmm. game. And it worked yeah. out fine. Sure. I imagine so. Um, so yeah, Sayonara Wild Hearts. That was pretty cool. Uh, I also played uh, Assemble with Care, which is a game that Bobby, I feel like, has texted me about once a week for the last <laughs> forever weeks. 
Um, <laughs> and and it seems like there was good reason. Like this, this game is good. I, I would uh, I would say that it's kind of this year's Florence in a totally, way. Totally. I I don't think it's as impactful or as no. elegant as as Florence, but it, it, there's definitely uh, an interactive story that it's telling. And then you you get into the the kind of uh, puzzle is even a strong word. You're yeah. you're a per, you repair things, so you are taking things apart and putting back in new components and putting everything back together. And they're just kind of these short little vignettes where you're able to just manipulate these objects. And the the puzzle part really is just oh, this wire should go here, or right. oh, how how did these gears of this watch go back uh, in the correct order? And there's no fail state. It's not, there's no operation buzzer if you get something wrong. Totally. Uh, it's it's just kind of nice. It, it's got voice acting, and the voice acting, I think, is is pretty solid. Uh, the writing is is sparse but fine. Um the the art when you actually are in the puzzle parts I really like the the art when you're outside of it I don't love as much but uh, it it has a style to it and that's that's pretty cool it's very ambient uh, it's yeah it's ambient it's uh, it's kind of ASMR in a way mm-hmm. like uh, it's very easy m- music and uh, I think all the voices are just uh, kind of kind of speaking in pretty relaxed tones and. I, I and really, think it's a really good comparison for sure. ASMR yeah, I mean good. they they enunciate very specific things. Uh, also, there's a lot of um, European British style uh, accent voices in there that just kind of give you more of that calming calming yep. mood. Uh, it, it's cool. I, I like it a lot. Uh, again, I don't think it's quite as impactful as a game like Florence, but it did remind me of that. Mm-hmm. And anything that reminds me of Florence is is probably a good thing. And this cool. is. This is the team that brought Mon- Monument Valley out. And one of the things that, that stood out to me, you know, we've, we've talked at length about Monument Valley here, and I've actually been a guest on Chase's other podcast to talk about that game. It's a, it's a favorite of ours. But that world, the interactivity and the precision that you have on a touch device for that world, I think translates really nicely to some of the tools and mechanics here. You're not doing anything super difficult, but the, there's something very tactile about how you screw a screw in or how you move a cable over and some of the haptics you get when you're doing that, I think is really well done. Um, this game is super simple. This is a, this is one of those games that I would recommend to anybody with a phone. I would say, Hey, you don't have to be into video games. This is just something that doesn't take a whole lot of time. There's not a whole lot of skill needed to get to it, but I think it does a really good job of blending different medias that people are familiar with, whether it be music, um, maybe meditation, maybe even just like watching a video on their phone. I broke this game up into small doses. Um, It's something that you can get through very easily in one setting. Uh, But I think that having it as like, okay, I'm gonna go fix this telephone and take this apart and play with it and and just kind of zen out and doing it. Uh, The the, the mechanics of it were very therapeutic, but also there's, this game has a lot of heart and to Chase's, Mm -hmm. I I agree with Chase. it doesn't emotionally like connect quite like a Florence does, but I think it causes that part of your brain to be alert in the same way that Florence did. And uh, I'm really pumped that you played it because there's a lot of it here that I was just like, man, Chase would really dig this. And I, it, it, I believe it takes place in, in the 80s as well. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I know that that's a, a period that you're a fan of. Yeah, like you're fixing cassette players and rotary phones, uh, like lots of little mechanical things that, that is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I think a lesser game would just do the fixing part and not have yeah. the story part. Uh, and and even if that was the case, I think it would be a good game. But it's it's just this simple but well done story that I think really elevates it to to something that is one of the better games of this year. Uh, I, I had a I had a really good time with it. It took me two sittings, but it absolutely absolutely is something you could blow through in one if you if you wanted to. Um, so that was a good time. Uh, awesome. and then the, the last one that's, that's worth talking about. I played a ton of Apple arcade games just to, just to try to burn through a bunch of them. Um, I, I didn't really like grindstone that much. I mean, grindstone's fine. I just didn't, it didn't hook me it. And sure. I found it, I found it pretty simple. There were other puzzle games I'd go to before grindstone. Uh, I haven't played guildlings yet, but that's one I'm really excited for. Uh, I did try various day life from the the yeah. bravely default it folks. It's just uh, it's not bravely well, default. Do, do me a favor, it's Chase. It's not bravely default. I'll tell you that. Don't play but. that game. There's a sleeper. You need to get on that sneaky Sasquatch train. Okay, I'll download it and give it. If a you shot. like the Untitled Goose um, game, it, it'll scratch that itch. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about various day life when it comes to our most disappointing game of the year category. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I played a little bit of Card of Darkness, and I think that's that's all right. That's the Pendleton Ward uh, game. That's yeah. kind of like a card game dungeon thing. I think that's that's cool. Um, but then the one I've been playing the most is Mini Motorways from Dinosaur oh, yeah. Polo Club, the makers of Mini Metro. Um, Mini Motorways is is to find game. that game. It's yeah. it's it's Mini Metro all over again, but with cars. With just with cars, yeah, and cars and roads instead of uh, trains and stations. Uh, I Johnny and I have been talking about this game a lot uh, back and forth, and I think we've kind of both come to this agreement that it's not. It's really pretty to look at. Uh, you know, Mini Metro has this really striking minimalism that is reminiscent of a New York City subway uh, poster or uh, of a map uh, of that, and it really yeah. evokes that that setting. This this game is more about uh, just kind of a simple, minimal aesthetic, but I mean, it's colorful and and uh, I mean, simple but bright. It's it's just really sprightly. I feel in, sure. in the way that it that it looks. Um, I think it sounds nice. The the cars honk, uh, and and hear the the puttering of the cars going around the the cities. Uh, that's that's all really nice. It's it's just that I don't feel like the strategy is quite there in the way it is for for Mini Metro. Uh, and you start to see. I mean, it's very similar to Mini Metro. I, I keep bringing it up, but because but because it is like it's yeah. you you go through a week period and on after once the week starts when sunday ends uh it it gives you a new upgrade you pick your yeah you pick your reward uh in this case it's either more road tiles or a bridge tile that you're able to put over over water obviously um interstate uh, traffic light that is completely busted and doesn't do anything to my knowledge other than fuck you over uh and then yes the the titular motorways 
that you can use to to just kind of zip cars from one side to the other. Um, and and like Mini Metro, you are able to pause the game at any time, erase everything that you've done, and rebuild all of your roads to hopefully make them more efficient. Um, I, there is some hidden depth there. Uh, like Johnny and I have thrown tips back and forth to each other over the last couple days, and and there is there is something there. I think I just find Mini Metro to be a better game overall, and, and I think I, the thing I, I think that really sold it. The thing that really sold it for me is is when I play Mini Metro, when you go to the different locations, there actually seem to be real differences. Um, like the 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 example I can think of is when you go to Tokyo in Mini Metro, one of your upgrades can be the the Shinkansen trains, the the bullet trains that go super fast. And right. that that feels like a meaningful change that isn't in any of the other areas. It's not in New York City. It's not in Berlin or, or all the other cities that you do. But they each have kind of their own quirks with them. And in this game, yeah, they, they give you cities again. Like here's Los Angeles. Here's Munich. Here's Tokyo. But those like, none of the cities really feel that different it's other than another body of water to deal with. Yeah. This one right. has slightly more river. This yep. one, uh, this one has an island uh, in the middle of the river. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's not enough. I, I wish I don't. And I don't know the answer to this. I don't yeah. know. I, it's not something where, Oh yeah. Everybody knows that Munich has this one weird trick that, that their traffic uses that ours doesn't like it. I don't know if that even really exists, but it, it would be cool if there were different things you can do. Like, actually, there's a Polygon article uh, that came out that somebody was talking about how bad they are about Mini Metro, but they live in the Boston area. And one of the things you find a lot in Boston uh, are, uh, I can't remember what they call them, but here we call them roundabouts. And that's, you know, you, it's a big circle and you, it's not really a, a stop sign anywhere. It's just kind of yield to everybody. And then you can go in and uh, it's potentially a lot faster for to, to go a lot of different directions. Many Metro you are many uh, motorways. You can't really make them. I mean, you can, you can draw them and it looks like a roundabout. They just don't actually work like roundabouts right. do in the real world. Uh, it'd be cool if one of those stages says, yes, you can have an, a roundabout upgrade and we can put that in there and that's something maybe you can build around. It, it would just give it a little bit more variety when you play these different levels. And I think something like that would would just help to, to make that game feel more unique because right now it just feels like I'm going to a different color ground as I build the same kinds of cities over and over. Totally fair. It's cool. Awesome. It's it's yeah. super cool. I'm playing it's a it a good lot. Video game. It's, I, it's good. I really like playing it. I just I just think every time I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, but you already own Mini Metro, well, and, and you're like, not wanna, paying four ninety nine a month to play it. I, I, I want to put perspective on that though. I think that we Mini Metro is one of the best mobile games I've ever played on a phone. I think it is. Sure. It is damn near perfect. And I think to have a game that can build off of that, have some differences, and still be considered good, it, it, it's better than most other shit that's out there on phones. It's just, yeah. it pales in comparison at the end of the day to what Mini Metro, because Mini Metro is just like a game that I didn't know I wanted on my phone, but super thrilled to have. And I can't tell you how many 
nights before bed I was building out rails and like just having a, a really like easy time with that and enjoying it. But uh, I, do, I don't know if, in my opinion, many motorways is like, hey, that's the buy Apple Arcade for this game. I think it's a nice thing to say like, oh yeah, I get this game with it. But it's not what I would yeah. I would bring to the table. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think, I mean, my final word is if you put both of these games in front of someone who hasn't played either of them and ask them which which one is the new game, I think they would point to Mini Metro and just say, yeah, it seems like they came up with some new ideas for this and, and did some new things. Uh, this is probably the newer game. It's like, yeah, it, you'd think that, but it's it's just not quite the case. Uh, also, one of the one of the neat things you were talking about playing Mini Metro in bed and it being a great mm-hmm. experience. I played Mini Metro on a New York subway car, yeah, and and that was probably my coolest experience of like, awesome. ah, this is like You're this is it. the game. I'm I can look up and see signs that look like this, and now yeah, I'm building cool. this. Uh, it was a it was a really cool thing, especially well, showing my friend who lives in New York, and he's like, "What is this game?" And I was like, "It's." <laughs> It's it's your life. It's your daily buddy. life. <laughs> that's, I control that's it. That's what this game is. <laughs> if, if you've done anything, Chase, uh, over the last week, you've warmed my heart, and for that, I am thankful. So uh, I'm happy you got to play some of these games, and we can talk about them at length now. It's probably only going to be these 30 days. I haven't found anything that has really made me think. Yep, this is worth five dollars. No, I think, every single I think month. you're you're good, man. Like that's yeah. you. you Play Sneaky Sasquatch. I think there's some good, dumb fun that we had there. Um, I'll send a few other games that I've been checking out. Just I think that's worth like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna demo this or really like do an introspective on on what's going on with this service. But yeah. Um, oh, I also played uh, I played some What the Golf too. Uh, I that's got fun. through the first got through the first couple areas of What the Golf. Um, yeah, I, I, that game's neat. It's I, I wonder. I it's it's cool that they keep finding new ways of telling the same joke and yeah. they tell the same joke a lot and it is yep. funny a lot uh but i i just feel like there's going to be a point where it's it's diminishing returns i haven't gotten there yet but uh i i feel like there's going to be a point to that game where i go yeah yeah i, I thought i was going to be the ball and i ended up being a cloud or a chunk of grass or whatever. Uh, yep, yep, you got me again, I guess. But so far, it's it's always been fun. I think my favorite my favorite hole that I've had so far is when I was actually the hole. And oh, yeah. I was hitting the hole. I was hitting a hole that was like a chunk of grass with a hole in it into a bigger hole that was shaped as the number one. And the best part of the game is that they have... Uh, little phrases or words every time you you win and each one of those is customized to the experience that you have so that one was of course hole in one very very clever uh, awesome, that man. game's that game's neat i i like that i like that a lot it's great um johnny i know that uh yep i'm, I'm gonna get through a few of these things that i've i've wrapped up and because there's some similarities here and i i don't want to I can't go into a whole lot right now just because you're still playing through it. So I'm going to give a quick kind of kick the can update on some of this stuff and feel free to jump in and take over on some of these overlaps that we have. I just don't want to be too heavy handed in my discussions at this point, knowing that you're still getting through some of it. Um, Chase, you mentioned, so on the Apple arcade train, you mentioned guild links. Mm -hmm. I I did put a little bit more time with that game and 
I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing in that space. It, it, it kind of takes from a few things that we've talked about before in the show. I think some of the dialogue reminds me of Oxenfree, a game that I know that mm. you weren't super into. Mm. Um, but yeah, just, I was, I was going to say Night in the Woods, but you had to go and ruin it by saying Well, Oxenfree. no, I, I was, was going to say that as well. It. Like, it's Oxenfree, <laughs> it's Night in the Woods. Um, for sure, it's not, it's got more Night in the Woods. I think it's got, like, Night in the Woods and Donut County vibes when it comes to how it, yeah, it, it carries Donut itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anyone who gives Greg? Because Greg rules. Um, there is uh, Chazaz. That's not Chizaz? nearly as good as Greg. Or it's something like that. Um, so you're you're building your team up on here. It's it's a really cool concept. I've been playing on my phone. Uh, I am gonna try it on my MacBook because I think that using that setup might be a little bit more enjoyable for how you traverse through the game and you get to play that game uh in a horizontal format versus a vertical and i think you can mm. see a little bit more the only hang up i have right now is it's just it's kind of cumbersome to move around because you're doing more of the teleporting uh like tap here and your character moves to it and you just don't have a whole lot of runway of where you can go and move but i think the combat's clever enough i think you'll really enjoy some of that it's it's dumbed down to degree there's some so earth- it's uh, so it's like a jrpg but you're you're combat is based on your emotions kind of right uh emotions and your your cell phone battery okay so your health bar very, is very millennial it, dude this game is i would say it's even further further down this is this is a gen z game um oh, no a lot of the dialogue in the game is very 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 teen heavy where not the zoomers it it's they're zooming zooming oh, zoomers no. gonna zoom um it's look it's got a ton of heart uh it's got a really great style to it um i've enjoyed the combat uh quite a bit it's like certain things are unlocked like oh you are feeling confident so you can actually use this ability like your first party member is only able to do certain things when they feel confident and so you have to sometimes look at like okay if i do this particular move it'll boost my confidence or like if I answer this question, it'll help do that. Um, I could see you really enjoying some of those mechanics. I could also see you really fucking hating it. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually playing Neocab right now and that has yeah. similar mechanics of, hey, if you are in, if you are a specific mood, there are just some responses you can't say because sure. you, because you'd be defying your mood. And so I think that I, I, like on I one hand, like I think that's really fucking Any cool. Concept? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's like, God damn it, just let me say what I gotta say. But there are also ways in guildlings to like reset yourself. Uh, like yeah. there's there's places where like, oh, this is the way to make this character confident all the time. This is the uh, way. If I if I needed to do that, uh, or stop it, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have uh, spoken. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I think Chase Watchmen quotes. Uh, oh, we can get into that. Uh, no, squid Squid Pro Pro. Um, I think that you should definitely check out Guildlings. Johnny, have you? I know you downloaded it. Have you played it yet? I downloaded it. I have not played it yet. Just like I've okay. downloaded Assemble with Care and haven't played that either. You can get... Yeah. Chase, you, you have played it the most recently. Assemble with Care, an hour maybe to get through? Maybe, yeah. It's, okay. it's, really, like it's really short. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you I can get through, through it super fast. Sitting. Yeah, you can do that with Assemble with Care. You should do that like, for sure. R- Really, there's only one. I would say there's only one repair puzzle that I think is kind of difficult, and that's the watch. 
just because yeah. all those gears go in different places and there's one other gear that's fucking stupid. Um, anyway, speaking but, of yeah, Watchmen, because you, you know he was a watchmaker. Stop it! Stop um, it! Stop it! Right now, I played a little bit more Death Stranding. I, I have not hit a point where I want to stop playing that game. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I wanted to play, play more until the end. Uh, I had see like, so honestly, the bad stuff. <laughs> that was my intention. Like I was like, okay, great. Um, I, I will say this. Really, Are you going to finish hang on, this let me, game? Let me back up. Hang on a second. Let me back up from Death Stranding. I beat Outer Worlds. I beat Star mm-hmm. Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and I beat yep. Pokemon Shield. Um, I will talk more about all three of those games at length. Uh, I can tell you that I really enjoyed all those games and what they did. Um, I would say that Star Wars finished a lot stronger for me than what Outer Worlds did. Really love um, Star Wars. Star Wars is is great, um, but Pokemon Shield. I mean, Pokemon is just so special and. I have found myself... No, see... No, you're doing this wrong. Game Freak ruined Pokemon. And they don't care. They're lazy. And degs it forever. Pokemon yeah, never. True. So, true. I... With the holiday, working retail, and then hosting Thanksgiving, I just found myself most nights, like, I just did not have the mental capacity to really commit to Death Stranding the way I wanted to. And Pokemon is it, man. That's... Yeah, right there with you. Like yeah. you just go on Route Five and you get on your bike mm-hmm. and you just ride around and you're hatch eggs shiny all night and long. And it never happens. And you're I, like, why am I doing this anyway? Farfetch isn't going to be my party. Yeah, <sighs> Johnny. Jo- sorry, Bobby. I have to. I have to get something off my chest. No, don't, about, don't, 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 no, don't, 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 no, no, no. Wait till wait till the I did not get a shiny farfetch. Well. Technically, yes. I got two shiny far-fetched, but also I got zero shiny far-fetched. What? <laughs> Johnny, um, John, case really quick. I Yeah. There's been some shit going down for about a week that you don't know about. It's and a it's a story of I don't, spite. I don't like I don't I am <laughs> not happy to know this information. I'm not happy uh, to even be talking about this information, but I can tell you my perspective on Chase Kinnicky. Man, I if you're a friend, I, I don't even want to know what his enemies are going through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I know so, Chase got a shiny sobble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, and he got that shiny sobble because he was searching for Farfetched and just was hatching eggs on the side because why the fuck not? <laughs> and Did you yeah. run into Shiny Farfetched while you were hatching Sobble eggs? Apparently I ran into sh- two shiny farfetched while I was ca- while I was uh, ha- hatching sob- uh, hatching sobble yeah. and uh, because the shiny farfetched looks exactly the same as the regular farfetched apparently I murdered them I whatever so how, how many farfetched have so you how caught, did you Chase? know or, or kill. so there so there's a card you you, you get your trainer card that mm-hmm. you I, I think that's actually a really cool element of Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's probably my favorite, like low-key favorite new feature of those games. And it tells um, you how many shiny Pokemon you've encountered? Yes. On and the back, type? it says shiny found. Uh, it, it doesn't tell you which type. It just says you found whatever. So yeah. I had I had one, and I knew I had one because I had the Sobble. Had, like, yep, look here, shiny Sobble. Yep, have one. And then it it had to happen in like a six-hour period where 
after after I hatched my shiny Sobble, I still only had one. And then the next morning, after I'd been grinding a bunch and just couldn't tell the difference, I guess, mm-hmm. I reset my trainer card and I looked at it again and said, hey, by the way, did you know you found sh- three shiny Pokemon? I went, get the fuck out of here. I have not. But <laughs> Chase, it would it be had, so easy to, to miss perfect. that when you've killed or caught how many? Oh, it's over a thousand now. Yeah. Uh-huh. A thousand far-fetched? Uh-huh. So there's there's a couple of different ways to get shinies guys, in, uh, in Pokemon. There's a couple different methods. Stop trying to make far-fetched happen. Yeah, yeah, you've said that already. Done. It's a great joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, Johnny's done, but I'm not done. Because I thought, like, ah, Johnny Johnny was bitching about how hard this was. But honestly, how hard can it be? Because he's Johnny. It was just time-consuming. Sure, sure, yeah. And Johnny doesn't have a lot of time to put into games. And I do. So I thought, yeah, fuck it. I'll just get a shiny Farfetch. It'll be easy. You know what? Maybe I'll even give it to Johnny as like, hey, Merry Christmas. Here's that thing you Here wanted. Here you go, you peasant. Yeah, um, a week later, and I'm texting Bobby, fuck Johnny, if I get a shiny Farfetch, it's mine, because this motherfucker's taking so much work. Oh, I was so angry. It's been like a lot of, <laughs> uh, okay, Chase, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope you get that, uh, buddy, okay. <laughs> well, so there, anyway, there I'm going to go back to the wild area and see if I can find something. <laughs> see ya. There are, two ways, there are two ways to get shinies. Either you hatch them or you encounter them in the wild. And, hey, uh, if I ain't catching, I'm hatching. Deal with it. Uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Um, <laughs> and and <sighs> so it seems like there's some new mechanics in Sword and Shield to make shiny hunting a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So much easier. Um, so when you run into a set amount of Pokemon, you have to battle them, either catch them or or uh, yeah. Once you get to five hundred, faint them. Your odds are the highest. Yeah, and you can right for for catching for finding one in the wild. Yeah. Um. So I blew past that and then decided, well, I do, I can and at that point you can just run away from them. You don't even have to keep fighting or catching them at that point because your odds are never going to get higher. But I thought, eh, fuck it. Let's just keep going. And uh, and then it tops out at 999. Uh, mm-hmm. And it won't it won't say that you got any more than that, even though I'm well over uh, 1,500 at this point. Um, I have to be. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so apparently I killed them. And that sucked. But, uh, but then I got a Spanish Farfetch'd in a trade, uh, in a surprise trade. So now uh, I'm on the hatching method instead, so which has Great. slight slightly better odds. It's uh, I, I don't know if we've talked about this One, on, five, on the podcast before. Like yeah, the the Masuda method. If you have a Pokemon not from this region breed with uh, with a, another Pokemon, it has a higher chance and of this, being shiny. This can't be a Pokemon that was hatched from an egg, right? It has to be caught from another region. Yes, correct. Yeah. So I. So like I if I have... was in Japan and I had my Sobble and I bred my Sobble and I sent that one out into the wild, that one does not do anything for anybody else. That's to be a caught Pokemon, correct? No, 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 no. It's just it just has language. to originally be from that region. So like if okay. if so, I have a uh, a Japanese Sobble or had a Japanese Sobble. I just traded it to you tonight. Good luck, fucker. Um, but <laughs> I had a Japanese Sobble. Uh, that came from Japan. It was breeded there. And then uh, anything that that Sobble breed, that Sobble was breeding with Medito, 
any Sobble that comes from that is now from my game originally, so that's an American Sobble, even though it has a Japanese Sobble parent. It's a Japanese-American that, That's basically Sobble. what I mean. Yes, but they don't... They Pokemon doesn't care about mixed-race Sobbles, I guess, yeah. so what can you... And I am a do? Japanese Ditto, so this is easier... F- "Quote unquote easier." <laughs> yeah, jo- Johnny has the golden goose in, or the yeah, the golden goose in the uh, the. Now, what if you put his Japanese ditto with your Japanese farfetch? That that won't do anything yeah. that you know uh, of. That would no, make no, no, they, the full odds. I believe. Yeah, it does. the The Pokemon have to the Pokemon that are breeding have to be of different regions. So even if you brought in two Japanese Pokemon into your American game and, and we're breeding them because they're both Japanese, I think that cancels out the Masuda method thing. Anyway, long story short, I'm now hatching them because it's easier than catching them. Or at least it's it's more guaranteed that I will have it and not kill it if I'm hatching them mm-hmm. first and then releasing and them And I was later. doing both. I was hatching them and fighting them. Yeah. Uh, monsters, I'm giving up on fighting them because it's... I'm giving up on fighting them because they look the exact fucking same. It's terrible. It's gotta, terrible how close they look. You have to be look. able to spot it whenever it, the animation where the sparkles come yeah. off of it. Right. And, and for most sparkles. of this time, I was without internet, so I didn't know... I, I, I wanted to look up a YouTube video and just see somebody getting a shiny just so I could see, when do these fucking sparkles come out because I don't know, and I need to know when I should be paying attention to see this, because it's the only chance I get to know if it's a shiny or not. And I'm just so angry that apparently I missed it twice. Ugh. Fuck well, that. Chase, I'll, I'll get it great. eventually. You're a monster, what also, Johnny. What's also nice? What's also nice is that if you finish your Pokedex, uh, get all 400 Pokemon, you get a charm from a person that ups your odds even more. And I'm I'm now only two Pokemon away from achieving that. One of those is the evolve form of Farfetch'd because I refuse <laughs> to evolve it until I get a shiny one, oh unless it's the very last one I need, and then it only helps me helps my odds. Anyway, we're talking about your games that you play, Bobby. So I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, about I was trying to say that shiny Pokemon was a fucking good game, ducks, but it's obviously a machine of hate. Uh, if you're, Chase. it's a bad game. It's a um, bad game. So let me let me just say this. I will con- I will continue to play Death Stranding, but I just needed something that was not nearly as dumb, hesitating as or bad, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that game fully, but I'm I, I don't want to stop playing it at this point in time. Uh, I really did. I really enjoyed Outer Worlds. I had a ton of fun with that game. Um, I was I, I I was a little upset, uh, as you all know. I started that ridiculous hammer build in that game when I first started it and somewhere along the lines they patched the game and apparently that hammer was broken and I could have told you that when I was clearing out entire rooms with two hits but uh, they patched that up and it still is just OP as fuck but uh, that weapon got patched up near the end of the game and there's there's some pretty heavy hitters that you're up against near the, the, the end. I got the good ending on that game. Apparently there's three um, so I was pretty happy with how things played out. It's it's a it's a fine game that I'm looking forward to talking more about at length. Is the uh, is the ending something that you could just re uh, you can go back to a previous save and just pick the other ending, or 
is it actually a culmination of your uh i i honestly think man that like they they do a very long recap and they play through all of your decisions and um, when you came here you could have done that and this is what you did and all that fun stuff and some of those chains of events you'd have to go back a little bit further in your saves you could probably save scum and do some of the stuff like how i played it out like probably with the last 30 minutes and get some different things on it um but the 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 thing that they're addressing is, is still going to be tugging on those moral strings near the end and i uh i'm, I'm happy with it i think that they did a, a nice job with it I've, I've read it i've read and i've heard from other outlets that people were pretty done with that game when it was wrapping up and i think that um it does get a bit samey the contact the combat doesn't ever really change up much um and i think that like once you see one deadpan turn to the camera, you've seen, you've seen them all. But I do think that uh, the game does a pretty good job with the narrative and, and uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order um, is the best Star Wars game I've played since Knights of the Old Republic. And I, I think that that's been echoed by other people besides me. Uh, I'm not saying anything uh, quite unique there, but it is a very, very good Star Wars game. And uh, even though um, Nice Old Republic or Nice Old Republic Two, now I I love both of those games. I have I have not played two as much as I've played the first one. So I started playing two again recently, and I'd like to play through that again to to, to be able to give you a more relevant answer. But going off of my prior knowledge, uh, I would say Kotor for me was okay. my favorite. We should we should have a. I, not a spoiler cast, but you and I just need to talk about KOTOR 2. Yeah, I really want, honestly, man, like I'm, I'm, I was hoping to have a more mobile platform to play through that on. Um, that way I could, I could do that. It hasn't gotten remade a lot. It I hasn't gotten, gotten ported to, to much know, of anything. Man. Both of those games are great. I, I, this is really good though. And what I can tell you is um, the game is more difficult than I maybe thought it was going to be. And I knew that it had a lot of Souls comparisons going into it. The best thing I did was I, I bumped this all the way down on difficulty. Bring it down to story mode, baby. I did, and it, I my my enjoyment of this game went through the roof when I did that because there's still like you're not, it's not swimming it's not it's not uh, force unleashed it still takes some skill and you you still have weight behind your attacks but man that that was that made all the difference for me on playing this game and it was far more enjoyable. And uh, I, I, I cannot recommend that enough. If you are somebody who is a big Souls fan or, or more or less like really a, a Sekiro fan, I think that you will be more at home with this game than I am when it comes to the mechanics of it. But bumping this down to story mode was, was absolutely uh, the way to go for me. And uh, just to move on here to Johnny to throw his two, two cents in, mm-hmm. Pokemon has been exactly what I hoped it would be on the Switch. And the quality of life stuff that I, that yeah, Chase I mentioned can. earlier is fantastic. The one thing I wish that was there um, that I really liked from Sun and Moon was whenever you caught a Pokemon, you got silhouettes of evolutions to come. Mm. And I really liked it when you completed an evolution line, you got like a really fun little fanfare moment. But some of these newer Pokemon especially, um, it'd be nice to be like, oh, wow, this one can evolve. Like, I, I can work on that. So I wish that there was an easier way to, to see what that was in here. I wish they wouldn't have moved away from it. But that's my, my one no. of my complaints. We already established that, that they ruined Pokemon. 
and this is a yeah, bad game. So totally, totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that you're right, Bobby. That is something I, I can't. I had forgotten that that was something in Sun mm, and Moon you, that you, I really liked. It's, you said that. Now I'm mad that it's not in here. I know. I yeah. wish it was. I I, I was so bummed when I caught my first Pokemon. And didn't see that because the because the response that I would have is, oh, well, you can just look all that shit up on Cerebi, but that's also kind of cheating at that point yeah. where it's like yeah that's that's where i can learn about everything and i just want to i want a little bit of information i don't want all the information yeah. um that's yeah yeah that's, so uh, I, I, at this point man, guys like I'm, I'm, I'm playing stuff a little bit closer to the chest um i'll divulge more as we get closer to our our big big episode but uh those three games i mentioned uh for being late late arrival uh they were very welcome additions and i i was surprised by how much I enjoyed uh, enjoyed them. So that's that's my update. I'll be playing through um, Death Stranding and maybe a little Greedfall as well as Pokemon over the next few weeks. That's my plan right now. Yeah, Donnie, anything anything that you have that you uh, need to like want to finish before Game of the Year stuff? Uh, Pokemon and Jedi Fallen Order. Sure. Um, and I actually I turned the difficulty down just to make it easier to get through Jedi. Um, also, the combat isn't... It's good, but it's... The difficulty doesn't match with the fluidity of combat. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the best way I can describe it. Um, it's Do not you as, think that it's more enjoyable in the way you're playing it now? I think so. Because um, it's not... It's hard to describe, but it didn't feel like the difficulty was there, but it was more frustrating because I felt like sometimes I would die and it wasn't because I made a mistake. It was because the game wasn't as precise with the combat as a Souls or Sekiro. I hear that like a lot of the ways that that game tries to add difficulty is just by throwing more of the same enemy at you in an encounter. Like just I haven't bigger, it, uh, bigger I, groups. I started on the default difficulty, um, which has like pretty challenging moments. So, I mean, if you want to get absolutely brutal with it, you can, you can definitely turn it up. But for me trying to get through it to see the story and, and be done with it, like uh, the story mode is the way to go for me. Yeah. Um, and then trying to get through Pokemon shield. I'm, I don't know how much more I have left to go, but um, other than that, um, my wife and my son and I have started playing uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Switch together uh, for every night for the last little over a week or so. That's been really fun. Yeah. Um, We play that or Smash Bros. Who's his main? (laughs) He's been picking the me character. That, that he says is him, but he didn't actually yeah. create. Right. Um, Each their own, I guess. I uh, I stick with Luigi or Shy Guy. Nice, nice. Um, and then we also been playing Smash Brothers, and my wife has never played Smash Brothers before, so that's been pretty entertaining. She probably beat you. I bet so. Yeah. Um, she she a big Terry Bogard fan, I guess, and she is. Yeah, likes she, likes doing all the inputs and combinations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's got it down pat for sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, she's got a fighting game background. That's why she's never mm-hmm. played Smash before. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she I think she has like so much games. pent up aggression and hatred of you that she just <laughs> lets it out in that game and just <laughs> beats you. Uh, I mean, if she could figure the controls out, maybe she would. But I don't. I don't think she keeps much pent up. I like she's usually just kind of an emotion. Yeah, she on just the, tells me how she feels, kind of thing. Yeah, like, there's there's no need to pent anything up when you can um, just vent all the time. Johnny, are you feeling stressed <laughs> out by the amount of stuff you have left? Are you feeling like you got? You I'm, got, what, I'm two where weeks I need now? to be. Um, With Outer Worlds, that's a game I was really excited for, and I was really hot and heavy uh, for about a week, and I, I've come to realize maybe I didn't want one of those games as badly as I thought I did. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's I'm a bad feeling- game. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I'd put it in our most disappointing category. No, but there is there is definitely something that I was like, oh man, I'm so high on this game. Like, yeah, it's it's Obsidian. It's so much better than Fallout. And and then I'm just to a point of like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I need to finish this at this point. It's yeah. it's weird. I I know I shouldn't I, I shouldn't feel this way, but I feel this way. Not because I think it's bad. I enjoyed what I played, but the further away I get from it, the less I feel like I need to go back and, and I, finish it. Here's what... Yeah. I'll just, let me just jump back in here for a second. I can tell you that this game has a skill tree. You've got characters you can add to your party and all that shit. That's fine. <laughs> this is going to sound a lot more damning than what I really mean for it to, but that game mechanically... Or like even like how I felt I was progressing in the game doesn't didn't feel markedly different from when I landed on that guy to when I finished yeah. the game. And yeah, I can see that. And I went through it and I didn't ever like I got more powerful, but like again, shame on me. I I picked that hammer knowing it was overpowered, and that probably like that was it for me. Like I could literally mm-hmm. kill four to six people with two hits. And so there wasn't a whole lot of skill needed. I didn't even use their their take on vats, but mechanically speaking, what I what I'm trying to say to you two is is that if you've played an hour of that game or if you've played 15 hours of that game, right. I think that you know exactly what that game is and it's not going to change enough and the story isn't anything like if it this is a, if it was like a BioShock, I'd be like, "Yo, you got to finish this. You need to finish this game." Sure. And I, I think the writing is very good. It's, it's good. Just, but it's, I, think, I mean, um, I think it was Austin Walker from Waypoint. And he said it's like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's genuinely funny. Like it's yeah. it's one of the few games where I actually want to read all the emails and yeah. look at all the text just because there's a lot of really smart, clever, funny yeah, writing uh, in there. And that's that's how I felt in New Vegas, like reading all the terminal stuff. I was like, oh, this is really, really good. Um and I, th- I think maybe also if it hadn't been included in Game Pass, I might feel more out of an urge to go back to it if I'd spent sixty bucks on it. Um, but as it stands right now, like I'm, I'm happy with what I've played of it. I feel like I've experienced enough of that game to formulate an opinion about it. Um, yeah. As far as where it'll be in my list at the end of the year, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for me, guys. It's it's been cool. a lot of the same stuff. I've been playing a little bit of the games that I picked up while they're on sale, and then some 
older games with my family. Well, we're we're at breakneck speed right now, guys, and we're almost there. We're almost through it. Um, there, Chase, thank you so much for getting the news put together tonight. There's some fun stuff to go into. Um, I, I want to use this moment really quick to just outline kind of where we're at. We've been talking a lot about Game of the Year, but we got some episodes between then and now. And well, uh, hang, hang on, Bobby. I'm sorry. I was there. I, I'm kind of interested just to hear from you and and maybe me too of of just what what are like the last couple of games that you want to sneak in before. Oh game shit! Of the year sorry. Time. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm working through Luigi's Mansion three, and oh, uh, if I, I have that game too. <laughs> So um, I think that that's a pretty short game from what I'm hearing, and I really, really, really like it. So I can get yeah, through it. I just been. Um, I've also felt I need to put time into Pokemon because we're doing a lot of trades and like helping each other fill our dexes up. And I wanted to make sure that like I was pulling my weight there. So now that Chase is pretty much done with trading with me, with the exception especially of one since thing, you're the only you're the only shield guy, like. Johnny yeah. and I are both swords, so yeah, for you, sure. you do I've, kind of have that responsibility of totally. like, we can only so get I, some shit from you. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've wanted to do that, and, I've, and <laughs> I, I have no regrets there, but Luigi obviously is taking a backseat to Pokemon. Uh, I've got, I, I will have that game done by Game of the Year. And uh, another game that I probably won't get very far in in the next few weeks because I am going to put more time into Death Stranding uh, is Greedfall. And that was a game that... Um, made a pretty big impression on me when it first came out. Like it, it feels like old school Bioware, and I really enjoy what they've been doing with it. I, I've, I've heard very mixed things. I think it's I think it's adequate at best, but I still enjoy what they're doing and in the, in the, in the the time and place that they're doing. So um, Luigi's Mansion Three, Greedfall, and Death Stranding, and probably a little bit more Guildlings. I'm enjoying what that game is. Um, but again, like I'm gonna get through Luigi's if I'm playing something on the go before right. I go back to Guildlings. Cool. I, do you think you can finish all those in time? Um, my goal right now with Death Stranding is to. What, what chapter are you in Death Stranding? I honestly, man, like I, I am on my way to starting four. I know, I know, I will be starting four. Okay. So, I, I think that if I came to a point of having to deal with the BTS. A lot. I will probably stop playing that game. I, I so once you get to chapter four, that I think you're able to better mainline that game. At that point, there's there's going to be some side stuff that you might be interested in doing, but for the most part, uh, after chapter th- after chapter three is over, the the chapters kind of start coming in a, a lot more quickly. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time in chapter five just because. There was a lot more extra side stuff that I could do, but I don't think you have to do it. You can you can really just start burning through that game, and <laughs> like it's weird to say, but like it feels like the first three chapters take up as much time as the last twelve chapters. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I think I'll get to a point with that game that before game of the year I will I will know how that game ends, whether I did it on my own accord or whether I watched some stuff on it. I will know how it ends. There's uh, definitely going to be some moments of the year that if you guys haven't finished that game, I am going to have to spoil for you. That's fine. Because they, they need to be talked about. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know how much I will agree or disagree with, with where you're at on that, but I definitely want to hear your, your, your thoughts because I know you, for some reason, out of any of us, have really liked that game. Um, and I, I, 
out of my small little island that I associate with on a daily basis, yeah, I am just shocked that we're it's, at this point. It's extremely flawed, but I, I find a lot of stuff enjoyable about that. Um, Greedfall is something that I probably will not finish, and I'll be okay because of it, but Luigi's, I will definitely finish that game. Cool. What about you? Um, well, you, you mentioned Guildlings. I need to start that game um, and, and play at least enough of that to be able to talk about it in in a way for gamers on the go. Um, I did mention Neocab earlier. I finished the first night. Uh, I don't know how many nights that game has, but so far, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid little game, and there's there's some cool stuff to it. I I thought it had voice acting, and it does not have voice acting. And man, that would really help things go move along a little more enjoyably and quicker but uh even still i think the writing's pretty solid in that i need to uh need to play more of that but i think i can finish that pretty quickly too uh and then the last big one that that i feel like i absolutely need to play is outer wilds yeah uh, i have i have that on ps4 yep. now i uh, i hear so many people talking big things about that game potential game of the year candidate uh bobby i know that we we did a quick look for your lumberjack smack youtube channel uh yeah and and i think there was something cool to it and I, I think i started to understand why people liked it from that but definitely didn't get the the big deep uh connections that people were making to that game so i that's something i feel like i need to go in and experience myself um so that is that is probably but you the, hate majora's mask I hate what? Majora's Mask. Yeah. Yes. And this game is kind of that. But I, I think I think I'll be able to get through it's it. It's like Mist meets Majora's Mask. That's that's not a very good way to sell a game. Or maybe to me. maybe the witness meets Majora's Mask. That's a little better, I guess. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's it's that. That's the ingredients uh, I'm putting into the bowl. Sure. Either way, I, I think it's a game that I definitely want to experience more. Um, I, I hope I have some kind of transcendent experience like a lot of other people seem to be having because uh, I just would really like Chase, that. Chase, you're not going to like, like what it's... I'm about to tell you to do. You're not going to like Uh-oh. this. What's up? think that you needed this fork over a buck. Check it out on Game Pass. I don't know if it's worth you spending the money on it to play it. I've already you spent already did. the money. I already oh. spent the money. Well, the money's been spent. <laughs> um, okay. it, it's fine. I, I need to. I need to play that game. Um, and, and I think that's basically it for me. Uh, I did end up. I, I knew I wasn't ever going to play Control, but I at least have now gotten through uh, all of the cutscenes on YouTube, or like the the game movie, quote unquote. Sure. Um, so now I can at least talk about that. And tell you guys you're wrong when you guys are trying to say the control is good or whatever. Um, Game of the year, probably. No, probably. no, it, it, no. We're not doing this again. It's this going is not to happen. happening. It's, it's I can tell you right now. Happen. This is not going to happen. I hate this. I hate this so much. Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. There, um, bring, bring your, bring your I, waifu <laughs> pillow because you're going to need it after that episode. <laughs> uh, I, I feel, I feel bad that I'm going to be the only one out of three that won't have any star Wars experience. Uh, that, that's a game I think I would like to play, uh, and not a game. I think I can get the full gist out of just by watching cutscenes. Um, and I don't want to spoil myself 
from the cutscenes. I mean, I don't mind if you guys want to talk about a moment or something when it comes to that kind of stuff. But are, it's, are you saying it's a that game you won't that have I'd, time to pick it up? You don't think? Because you can probably beat that in about fifteen to seventeen. Uh, I think it's a combination of time, money, and uh, and and just not wanting to rush. Uh, I would sure. rather I would rather just play that game in a relaxed setting. And if it means I don't, it doesn't get to be on my top ten games of the year list. Oh darn! I will tell you the same warning that you gave for, to both of you that you gave for Death Stranding. Sure, there are moments that will be discussed in detail at Game of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I saw like we have a document that we've been building for a while now, and you just have redacted Star Wars, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I'm, I mean, it, I I don't know if it's going to shatter my expectations of or whatever where you're going with that, but there uh, there's there's some moments that are very grandiose, but there's some tender moments that I'll be talking about that I think. Were really impactful playing the game, and I and I'd ha- I I feel bad right now saying that because like I don't want to spoil is, things for you guys, but this is the is nature ba- of what we're doing. Is, it is Baby Yoda in that game? BB is Yoda. That- <laughs> oh, no, oh. Uh, I I did see I did see somebody on Twitter who who photoshopped an image like that. That's the Mandalorian with uh yeah that's ugh, awful. Uh, yeah, like that's that's basically it. Honestly, I'm really excited to just get game of the year with over game game of the year over with, and that's the words. Uh, yeah. Because then then I can play Super Robot Wars V on my Switch and not feel guilty about it until Tokyo Mirage Sessions come out. Right, exactly. So that's Chris, Christmas break is gonna be the time where I get back on the Super Robot Wars train. <laughs> uh, I just. I just can't do it right now because that game didn't come out this year, even though the Switch port did come out this year and there's a category for that on our game of the year list. So we'll be able to talk. Chase, about I have it. a feeling anyway. you'll get your you'll get your dues. You might not get game of the year again, but you'll get your dues. God damn it. If we're going to I might just quit. If Control's going to be our <laughs> game of the year, I might just quit. I think Control is going to be done. a lot of people's game of the year. I might um, be done. That's all right, gents. so Let's, let's do some plugs here. Chase, you mentioned it already. Gamers on the Go, uh, a podcast that will not be talking about control. You're damn right. You're <laughs> going to be recording your Game of the Year episode uh, within a week? Uh, I'm recording it in uh, a few days. I'm recording it Saturday. Actually, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll be recording that very soon and getting that edited and out there. And then, uh, like I do all years, I'll also have a, a write up of my top 10 games. And then if, uh, if my guest Matt Jaguar also wants to write a list, I will be posting that on gamers on the If you want to read fully some thoughts uh, about games like many motorways, which is good, but not great. <laughs> yeah, totally anyway. fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, anything yeah. that you got going on besides playing games with your family and hanging out with us? No, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything new to update um, on my Lumberjack Smack stuff. I will probably be picking that up in 2020. Uh, early 2020 is my plan right now. But I've already listed out the games I'm going to be getting through. I, I, uh, I mentioned earlier I work retail, so uh, I am in crunch mode both uh extracurricularly and also uh professionally right now so 
don't have a lot of time for anything out there and I'm still trying really hard to um, be present for family this time of year. It's super important to me to be be there for, for friends and family. Uh, so I will be be taking up that mantle as much as I can over the next few weeks. Did you well, put Bobby, your, uh, your, your sign that says gather up in your dining room? So live, laugh, wear. Got it. Okay. Well, Bobby, if you need uh, if you need some lumberjack smack quick look material, you know uh, Yu Gi Oh, <laughs> Legend of the Duelist, Link Evolution, or whatever the fuck I it's called, know. that's available. We can play yeah, it. I know. Well, uh, if you guys have any games that you're trying to get through out there in listener land, we'd love to hear from you on that. Uh, maybe what was one of your favorite memories with the original PlayStation? Uh, if you wanted to chat with us, there's a few ways to do so. You can email us directly with thecasualhour@gmail.com. If you go to anchor.fm/thecasualhour, you can actually leave us a voice memo, and we can incorporate that into an episode, or we can respond back to you there. It's a really cool, innovative way. Uh, while you're there, you can subscribe to our podcast on any platform you desire, or you can throw us money to buy Johnny time to finish games or send him on more assignments please uh one of those two things we will be doing um and uh twitter we are somewhat active on twitter but you can find us there at the casual hour we'll be putting a little bit more up uh, as we get to the game of the year stuff and we will find a way to share our comprehensive list with you all uh, outside of the show notes but uh just to what i was saying earlier to kind of give you an outline for what to expect over the next few weeks uh, we are not doing a deep dive this month just because of the holiday, as we mentioned, but we might be doing an, a throwback to one of our uh, earlier genres, which was casual thoughts. And uh, I think that we might share with all of you some of our favorite holiday memories around gaming. And we will also be uh, giving you an update on some of the games that we're looking forward to in early 2020 in the month of January. So that's, that's this month in a nutshell. We'll be coming back every Friday uh, at 9 a.m., So we are excited to be uh, getting this close to game of the year and we'll talk to you all next week.